This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. I'm standing at a crossroads. I'm about to make a major decision that will affect the course of my life. And I really want to follow God's will. How do I know for sure what God wants me to do? Quite often, I say to people who are facing this crossroads, what would you really like to do? Yes. Don't ignore your feelings and your passions. There's this horrible sort of feeling that some people have got is, God is going to call me to spend my life doing something I hate doing. That does not happen. God calls you to the place where your deep passions and the needs of the world meet. Welcome to LifeWords Q&A, the podcast exploring questions and answers about the Christian faith. I am Claire Bruce, a writer at Hope Media and Hope 103.2 in Sydney, and with me on the phone is David Ray. G'day, David. G'day, Claire. David is a church pastor, a broadcaster, and he's also the guy who writes the daily devotions known as LifeWords. How long have you been doing those devotions for, David? Oh, such a long time. I think it's been well over 10 years. I've lost track, and I (laughs) honestly can scarcely remember how it all came about. I know I was writing things like that for my own church at the time, and I think some helpful person from Hope 103 found out about it and said, hey, how about sending them through us as well? So um, that's what I've been doing. Well, they are well-loved, those devotions. And just as a little cross-promote, if you want to subscribe to those daily devotions, they can come to your inbox Monday to Friday. Just jump on the website hope1032.com.au. Now... Let's talk about today's question, David. I reckon there's probably not a single believer who hasn't wrestled with this question at some point in their life. How do I know God's will? So as a minister, how do you tend to start out with answering this one? Yeah, it is a common question. I want to start off by, and it sounds almost too clever by half to say this, but I'd want to say to people, look, just settle down a bit. Sometimes we worry too much about guidance about certain matters without first understanding what God's will is generally. I know what God wants me to do in life very clearly. He wants me to become more like Jesus, to Mm -hmm. grow in Christian maturity, to be a gracious and generous witness to the world. He wants me to meet with other Christians and encourage one another. He wants me to love God and love others. That's his will. It's hard to do, but it's clear enough. Mm. That's all spelled out in the Bible very unambiguously. The problem is how we apply those principles. So I would say to people, first of all, please give priority to what God basically wants you to do. And only then you can start wrestling with the practical applications. Let me give you some examples. Someone might say, and this is really real life, oh, David, I don't know what to do when I leave school. Should I become a nurse or a teacher? I've answered a few questions like that over the years, and my answer has always been, uh, I don't really know, but I do know God wants you to be a godly nurse or a godly teacher or a godly mm. something else. Mm. Or should I join this church or should I join that church? I'd say, well, look, honestly, uh, you might have to consider other practicalities there, but whatever church you join, be a godly and encouraging member of that church. You see, here's a radical thought, and I think I'm true in saying this. Many times, God doesn't have an opinion on (laughs) Mm. what decision you make, as long as it is consistent with those general principles. You see, most decisions we make in life are not 
based on some deep, earnest prayer. I've been up the shopping centre this morning and I've bought a number of things and not once did I pray about it. (laughs) Um, I had to choose between buying this or that. I'm just assuming that as a person with my own common sense and brains and decision-making capacities, I will make a decision. Which is why God gave you those uh, decision-making capacities. (laughs) Exactly. I Mm. think sometimes we mistake divine guidance thinking I've got to sit in my chair, as it were, and wait for some blinding flash of insight. Most of the decision-making we based in life are based on what I call just normal common sense. And the more significant decisions are usually based on, God, help me to make a wise decision here. For example, I became an Anglican minister. And I could have just as easily stayed in my previous job with Qantas Airways, and God could have said, be a godly person there. I could have become a Baptist minister. God would have said, fine. You've got me past it. So I think we observe the basic principles, and I want to really caution people, Claire, against thinking that God has got some detailed blueprint for your life, that if at the age of 16 you make a bad decision, you've ruined it for the rest of your life. Mm. <laughs> Please do not succumb to that false superstitious thinking. I do think God has a plan for your life, but I think his plan for your life is to grow more like Jesus. If you decide to be an architect rather than a doctor or something, that's okay. I honestly think that God in many of these cases doesn't actually have an opinion. He actually wants you to make a decision and to use certain principles in making a decision. For example, you consult with friends. But a strong word of caution here, Claire, that you consult with friends who are prepared to challenge you. You don't go up to friends and say, oh, look, I've decided to spend 12 months overseas uh, doing a short-term mission. Uh, What do you reckon? Well, that's not asking advice from a friend. That's just asking for confirmation of what you're already feeling. What you already said. Yeah. Go to people who will really express honestly to you. When Christians come to me and say, I'm totally undecided about what to do, I say to them, that's a healthy place to be because you are now open to how God may highlight certain things in your life. So, yes, you do sort of consult with people. You reflect on circumstances, but dear me, they can be ambiguous, can't they? Because I know missionary friends uh, from many years ago were absolutely set on going to a certain country, but that country would not allow them the visa. Mm-hmm. And you would think at the time, well, that's the door closed, isn't it? But no, they quite rightly persisted. Finally, the door opened, and they had a very fruitful ministry there. So circumstances, well... Is a closed door really a closed door? Is an open door really an open door? Yes, circumstances matter, but they can be ambiguous. But also, the underlying thing I want to stress to Christians is take account of your passions, your skills, and your interests. Sometimes we think, oh, God is going to call us to do something that's totally contrary to all that. Well, now, I would want to argue that God will quite often put those passions and skills and interests in your own heart. Mm. The reason I'm involved in media work and writing work and pastoral work and preaching is because I've had a passion for that. Quite often, I say to people who are facing this crossroads, what would you really like to do? Yes. Don't ignore your feelings and your passions. There's this horrible sort of feeling that some people have got is God is going to call me to spend my life doing something I hate doing. That (laughs) does not happen. God calls you to the place where your deep passions and the needs of the world meet. And so take account of those passions and feelings, as long as they're godly passions and feelings and so on. Having said all that, though, I've got to be quite clear that sometimes... God can guide people in exceptional ways. I know of many Christians who have been guided through a dream, through a particular pressing set of circumstances, through an, an amazing 
in inverted commas, coincidental contact with someone, and then their life has been changed. I think if God wants you to take a particular course of action, he is perfectly capable of letting you know. But normally, he will just say, you choose, as long as you choose on basic scriptural principles, you know, becoming more like Jesus and so on. But I would have pleaded with Christians not to think, I've chosen to be a nurse, oh dear, I should have become a teacher and I've blown it. No, 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 no. I mean, there could be many futures for us. Mm -hmm. And I think God says, whatever future you choose, as long as you follow me and express my love in those life situations, you're on the right track. Yeah, there's a couple of um, metaphors as you were talking that come to mind that have been very helpful for me over the years. And I used to be that sort of that young person that was sort of frozen with indecision, you know, paralysed by the possibilities (laughs) before me. And a couple of helpful thoughts have included the one about pulling up your anchor and putting up your sails and setting out from the shore like, you know, a boat sort of analogy because it's better that you pull up your anchor and start moving because once you're moving, then God can steer the ship. But if you've still got your anchor planted, God can't really steer you anywhere. <laughs> and right. uh, yep. and the other one yeah. that I've found really helpful is sometimes I liken life to a playground and we are God's children and you know, a parent with their child in the playground, they usually just sit on the park bench and watch the kids play and run around and choose whatever, you know, jungle gym they want to play on. Um, They don't sort of micromanage what choices they make during that play session. And I found that quite helpful for me as an adult to go, well, God gives me desires and passions, and I'm just going to follow some of those and see what comes of it. I think they're very helpful illustrations. I, I think particularly the point about taking a step God does guide people as you move. And if someone says to me, I genuinely want to follow Jesus, do we really think God's going to play silly games with you and let you make a stupid choice? No. So what I would say to people is take a step. And if you have somehow or other totally ignored realities or God really does have a specific other thing in mind, he's perfectly capable of stopping you. Um, So take that step, but don't always be feeling, oh my gosh, I might be going the wrong way. God is utterly capable If he does have an opinion, he can steer you back on course, but it gets back to the heart. If you've got a heart that is set on obeying Jesus, you will not have a problem with guidance. Mm. But I tell you what, if you've got a heart that's set on just indulgent self-will, you will confuse guidance with your own will. Mm. And so I can honestly say, Claire, that I have not lost any sleep at all in all my life about this issue because I've always felt God... You have given me wisdom. I mean, I'm leading a church at the moment, and we have to make enormous amounts of decisions about COVID and all this sort of thing. Mm. And I'm saying at the beginning of each day, Lord, give me wisdom today to make the right decisions, to say the right things, to, to do the right things. And so I think, like most of us, we just go ahead and do things. Mm. And we're trusting that if there's some particular insight that's needed, God will grant us that insight. Mm. Mm, that's really good. I've also thought of, A couple of the other reasons sometimes people struggle with decision-making, and I want to hear your thoughts on this before we wrap up. Not always, but I think at times people want to know God's will because really deep down they have a fear of failure or they want to absolve themselves of the responsibility of decision-making. Like, so if God will just send me writing in the clouds, then I won't have to choose. And, you know, and if it all goes wrong, well, it's God's fault. And sometimes we need to learn to be grown-ups and learn how to choose and be okay with 
mistakes. Um, and, and sometimes I think people also use God as a bit of a scapegoat. Like, you know, for example, a guy might break up with a girl and say, well, God told me to, when really he just wasn't man enough to own the decision for himself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, brings back memories, Claire. It brings back memories. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I won't push any further on that one. <laughs> no, we'll we'll make that another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. But Claire, I think you are absolutely right there. I, I think that some people who struggle, almost all the people I've got to say who I've talked to about this, have trouble in decision making. Full stop. They want this sort of thunderbolt from heaven to come down and uh, to absolve them of having to make a decision. Whereas so often God says, you have to make that decision. I've known Christians down through the years who have been paralyzed because it's not so much a question of divine guidance. It's a question that they are unable to make practical decisions in their daily lives anyway because they're fearful of making a mistake. They're overly dependent on an earthly parent or whatever. They are utterly incapable of making a decision. And I think in that case, we can't expect God to step in and give special guidance. I think we've got to simply be open to the fact that we have to make a decision. And uh, sometimes you will make a wrong decision. But in the providence of God, even the wrong decisions that you make can be put to good. I think that some people can ignore guidance from God and therefore have taken the wrong track. But I think even then, God's redeeming grace and God's providential power can sort of um, salvage something from that. So I would say to anyone, don't be frightened. You're not going to make an absolutely irretrievable mistake. Don't rush into decisions or anything like that, but please do not be constantly. I know some people who constantly go around asking opinions and in the end, you just confuse yourself. Sometimes you've mm. actually got to say to God, I wouldn't have a clue what to do here. I am going to step out mm. and I'm not going to be afraid of failure because you know I'm trying to obey you and God's not going to sort of look down on you and punish you for taking a step out of your human ignorance. Mm, that's really good. And I will say from a personal um, experience, I used to find it very difficult to make decisions at times and I've grown in that. And so it's something you can grow through. I think as you learn to trust yourself and trust your relationship with God more, you definitely find it easier over time. Yeah, I, I think that's part of just growing to maturity. Yeah, uh, and I think. God gives us the freedom uh, to make decisions. And um, yes, I think we, we sometimes worry far too much about guidance when what we should be saying is, God, help me to be a godly person today. Help me to follow the examples of Jesus today. Mm, good. Thank you very much, David. Tune in next week for another episode of Life Words. Subscribe. And if you want to send us a question to answer on the podcast, email lifewords at hopemedia.com.au. Thanks for listening. Start your day with Life Words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.